I mean, every, I could talk about how the, yesterday was the first time I intro, we introduced um, Issa to watch a The Breakfast Club. And nice. The there you Club. go. So, there you go. So she loves The Breakfast Club. So there's a couple of things Classic. that need to change, but yeah, like overall, she's like, she's like, I feel a lot of that. I was like, yeah. I was like, wait, there isn't a second movie or a TV series? She's like, no, it's just <laughs> a one-time thing. Relax, kid. It's you, not a Netflix you, series. Nah. Back in our day, we just got one movie. That's right. But no sequels. <laughs> back in those days, we just never expect a sequel. <laughs> you got 90 minutes, and that was it? The Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are... Bridget McDowell and Sheila Regan, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at MN Football Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome, everyone, to the Minnesota Football Show, very frigid, below zero, polar vortex edition. Uh, my name is Rodrigo Sanchez Chavarria. I will be hosting today, but I am joined by the lovely comrades, uh, Sheila and Bridget. And I, we were just talking about just overall, just the craziness that is happening in Minnesota <laughs> during winter time, but also just a bunch of like uh, other stuff. So... We'll get together some soccer stuff. We have a couple of things to do. Eric will not be with us today. He is celebrating Dago's birthday. So happy birthday to Dago and family. Uh, but in addition, I don't know. That kid sprouts like a like like a weed, <laughs> seriously. Like the, one time he came over to the house. What was it? Like almost a year ago, right? Because of COVID. And he was outside. And he all of a sudden, from like 10 seconds, he was climbing my pine tree. <laughs> and he just climbed it up. And like I was like, and I was like, where did he go? And all of a sudden, dump. I see someone just fall off the tree like like a pine cone. And I was like, are you okay? He's like, yeah. Can I try it again? I was like, yeah, go for it. No one, okay. no one climbs anything around here. Just as long as you don't climb the garage, you're good. I said, I don't, I don't have a problem. But yeah, no, I, I have no idea. I, he must be in the in the 10 plus range is my guess yeah so, he's around there might be 12 13 probably with my guess um yeah no let's see uh yeah he's off doing and we'll have a special interesting report regarding uh eric's findings of uh uh his um uh, his the silva <laughs> compatriot from brazil who just got signed to fc cincinnati is an interesting story and we'll play that towards the uh towards the half of uh of this podcast um but yeah it really interesting stuff uh i'm happy to be warm and have some coffee on me on this uh, we're recording <laughs> on this saturday afternoon and um you know this winter even though we're in a polar vortex it has not been that bad and i think no. i've appreciated it more than other winters so far and that's really weird for me to say because I've lived here for 30 years <laughs> and I was born and raised in like below the equator. So like I hate cold, but it, it has not been that bad. So, yeah, I feel like it's been pretty bad. 
Really? <laughs> Was it because your skates keep on breaking? Is that why you? <laughs> yeah, I'm on. I'm on pair number three. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But but you've learned to do like magnificent moves. Like I I love watching your videos of like you yes. just skating like in the middle of a lake like that's something i would not do like i touch a frozen lake and i'm like no no i'm not doing that i've watched way too many horror movies when i was growing up to know what happens next i'm a different shade of brown i know what's going to happen at one point you know you'll be first exactly uh yeah it is kind of, it is it is i do it, it, that it, like just like going outside and doing winter stuff has been the saving grace of this winter i feel yeah but i still think it's really cold it is but it's at least been manageable up until like this past week two weeks Mm -hmm. uh when you could still like get outside and it was just warm enough you could actually socialize with someone outside without your faces freezing so Mm mm-hmm yeah your face definitely freezes right now yeah brain freeze as soon as you walk outside oh speaking of yeah i uh, I had to get gas the other day and i seriously had my foot up (laughs) i I put my mask on like there was no one around i'm like screw it i'm putting my mask on i had my hood up and then i end up like by the time the tank is full i'm like covering my cheeks (laughs) like just oh that wind was brutal that wind was brutal that's what kills you most of the times it's just the wind Uh i was um couple days ago i had the cops called on me and that was really interesting so that was that was so short story is so a great way to meet the neighbors well no it's not even a neighbor like my neighbor helped me out in that aspect of it like but it was just this person tried to pull a ue with a truck and of course they didn't measure or they took it too fast so they got stuck on the snowbank so then I went out there, A, because I thought they hit my mother-in-law's car. B, you know, there's a lot of ruckus going on, and this person's throwing a bunch of stuff into the ground to kind of like, like, this that person looks like never has been stuck in a snowbank before in Minnesota. So <laughs> so I go out, offer help, got a couple of shovels. Some other person steps in. We try to push the car out. It doesn't work. Uh, the person stuck offers uh, this guy named James or Jamie. Some guy was on his bike. He wasn't wearing a mask, so, which I was, and I was all caught bundled up. But anyways, um, offers him a cigarette and a, a Red Bull, right? Just for a way of just pushing. And I'm like, hold up. I'm here with two shovels and two two-by-fours putting your tires in. I don't even get offered anything. I was like, okay, whatever. Well, James can't help, so he leaves. I start digging out the tires and everything, and eventually the, the person pulls out, right? And I'm such a introvert, and I don't like people except for selected few. So, like, I grab all my stuff, and I go back inside. And then they come back, and I see them park the wrong way on my side of the street and on the phone. And I was like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't care. Two squad cars show up, <gasps> right? And I'm like, well, that's interesting. And then one squad car, like four people go out and check the vehicle that I, I had moved the vehicle so the person could back up. And I was like, wait, what's going on? So then that's when I walk out. And then at the same time, my neighbor, the tenant of, of the house lives there because it's a, it's a rental property, but he's been there for like at least five years. Good guy. Comes out. He's not my NRA neighbor, which I dislike. But regardless, uh, he comes out and like, all of a sudden there's this conversation going on apparently the person called the cops because 
their wallet was missing. Mm. And the only two people that were near their vehicle was I and James. And so I'm the only one that was near. And all of a sudden I was like, seriously, you're going to accuse me of, of stealing your wallet when I... Oh my God. Anyways, find out that same person had been knocking on the door of our neighbors who their house is up for sale, demanding a show of the house because they're a prospective buyer without an appointment, without a real estate agent, without any of that stuff. Oh and it's not the first time. And all of a sudden, I'm learning all this firsthand. I'm like, wow, this person is not all there. And all of a sudden, like, I was like, okay. I was like, oh, wow, this is interesting. And so now this person has come three times. And so now the police, like, didn't even take any of my information. It's like, you're all good. No worries. And they were like, next time you see the truck around here, just give us a call. They're not <laughs> supposed to be around here. I'm like, this is a great start to a Thursday. Because so. <laughs> obviously, while you're standing around with two shovels and a couple of two by fours, you get time to reach over and steal a guy. <laughs> right. No, and she, and she had... They had their windows down, right? And like we, one of our thoughts was like we're gonna open the, the back doors and push the car out, right? Yeah. To get some more leverage, but we're like, no, we're not gonna do that. And I was like, I know better than get into a stranger's car, especially. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like Come I'm on. like, I'm not getting anywhere near that. Like not, call that call that anything. code, call that, you know, just me being paranoid or just not trusting people. But I was like, no, I'm just not gonna do yeah, that. Not worth it. So and yeah, eventually, you know, my good Samaritan deed doesn't really go um unpunished in some sort of sense yeah but yeah so now next i have time, to watch out for this person yeah next time i'll just call him you see truck. someone stuck in a snowbank just just sit there in, in the window and watch <laughs> <laughs> there would be a true minnesota just watch them That's get my yep. lawn chair out there just watch them <laughs> and then yeah. when they're done you go out and say oh did you need help with anything sorry <laughs> i was watching uh, you this whole time uh anyways uh let's get let's get going in well, yeah, local, <laughs> uh, local national news minneapolis city uh, they announced this black and gold birthday kit and like that looks i mean it's, it, cute. It, it's cute it feels like that's something i would see at a olympics figure skating event type of thing <laughs> uh I can see that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, right? Yep. Right? I mean, yep. I could totally see someone just rocking that and be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's kind going. of um, it's kind of Hunger Games a little bit. Oh, there that you too, go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, no, you expect right. some, like, crazy makeup and stuff over it. Yeah, it'd be That's great right. to have, like, it's, go it's gold feathers, so it'd be good to have, like, a little bit of, like, tinsel. There you go. <laughs> decorate it and like it just it needs a few sparkles yes all i know is that if the if the crows decide to wear this during a game i expect some sort of face paint or makeup That's as they come out <laughs> to kind of just like do that because it'd just be it, it'd be great but no it looks nice it reminds me of the Cusco yeah. fc jersey that i that yeah. i tweeted out about last year but no i mean yeah minneapolis city is banking on kits and they they haven't under delivered so far this year so yeah that is one i ordered thing. the uh they also did their just the city t-shirt but gold instead of white lettering i ended up ordering one of those i couldn't justify another jersey but i thought i can 
I can give them a little money for a t-shirt. Oh, kids. They know where to get us, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another news, rich owners wealth up 35% during pandemic. In other words, the rich keep getting... So all this billionaire talk that they're losing money is literally not true. Yeah, that's not the owners losing money. No. no well, no, plus no. they all probably got um, uh, the pandemic funding. <laughs> Small business right. loans. Small oh, business I'm, sure loan. they, I'm sure they did. <laughs> I'm sure they did. Yeah. Somebody had to, right? I'm pretty sure. Wasn't that part of the the big issue with Salt Lake? He somehow got up the PPE and like didn't use it all correctly. He oh, got I the PPE like, for the club? I, yeah. Or like wow. one of his side businesses, I feel like. Oh, side businesses. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's how they do like, it. There was, there was some misuse of funds like as that thing blew up. Mm-hmm. It might have been, been that he was just trying to get that money. I don't remember correctly, yeah, no. but I hope GameStop got some PPE money and not that they're going down there. <laughs> that would have been like a uh, like a like a good way. So, um, in other news, let's see, let's see. It says here since March of last year, sixty-four owners across all four major sports leagues have sent their combined net worth increases from. 325 billion to 426 billion that is nuts i you know i just like to have spending as much and just i mean i just i just wanted to have 0.01 percent of that and i think i'll be okay right right i mean i'm not greedy right right where she then 0.01 would be adequate i think to be able um reasonable yeah and uh, other news that we'll talk towards the end of this um, because it involves the MLS and the um, Cincinnati FC Cincinnati and the Brenner de Silva acquirement. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, Eric will get into more details, but to kind of summarize it before we play that all that in, um, it's just a really interesting um, interaction between fans and a t- and a in a team bus. That's what we'll, what way we put it, and so that. Um, that will come out and then and and later on uh we'll uh, I'll input his audio because because eric has his tendency to send me audio but via text and then i can't then i can't use it for anything else like i just told him he should email me so he has a little rant on it so we'll play that we'll play that sometime during this this podcast episode and we'll do that and on monday um the mls players association which is something that's really interesting um, ratify amendments of the collective bargaining agreement. So, Bridget, what does that mean? So, well, first off, that means no lockout. Uh, they will be playing. Um, so, a few of the big things they were asking for uh, was to extend free agency um, to players who are, to younger players, typically anyone under visit 24 years of age um, can't qualify as a free agent um, so they're they're at the mercy of the club um, like age discrimination <laughs> yep. like give us this many years of your life and then you can qualify as a free agent yeah so so that's um, been lowered uh, so and this agreement will go through 2026 so hopefully we won't have to 
have these talks again for another five years. Um, they're, they won't be giving up additional salary. The cut that they took uh, in 2020, um, that remains, but they won't have to give up any more. Uh, under 22 years of age, they can qualify as DPs. Uh, TV contracts, um, I, they were asking for a little bit more money out of the TV rights deals. And I believe they were able to get a little bit of that, uh, which were obviously down a little bit because of COVID. But um, so basically the owners get an extra three years um, out of this deal, more three years more than they would have had on the previous CBA. Um, yeah, they, it's kind of a win-win. Um, at least in the owner's eyes. Right. Uh, I think, but it's, I think if anyone wins or had more leverage was the owners more than anyone. Definitely. Yeah. Right. They did make more concessions than I expected though. I didn't think that they would go for the free agency deal and the, um, and more TV rights and those things. I figured they would just say, Hey, we won't take any more of your salary. Get out there and play. <laughs> but, uh, thankfully they didn't, they didn't do it that way. So, um, it's a it's a reasonable deal for the players. Uh, they'll they'll be able to do their jobs this year, um, and hopefully now they have a little more time now that this is settled to think about doing that safely. Right, and, and I think the league got pushed. The opening of the league was pushed to yes. like April seventeenth, right? Yep. So. so because the because the negotiations went on for an extra week, um, they did push everything back a week as well. Oh, because um, of the negotiations, not because of COVID. Right. Yep. It's all about money. Um, you know that. <laughs> I mean, it, it's beneficial in the in the COVID realm as well that they have an additional week because they, I mean, they got an extra week to work on that in the background as they were dealing with negotiations. Um, so announced this morning, preseason dates also pushed back a week, obviously. So they'll report to camp. March 1st, um, it was going to be February 22nd, 23rd, whatever that week would be. Um, they'll report March 1st. There will be a seven-day quarantine period, and they'll do all their medical testing and uh, physicals, all that stuff that week. And then they'll be able to begin team training uh, March 8th. So players um, can, they can do some training on their own. Um, during that quarantine or they can start the quarantine earlier that's voluntary but coaches and uh, staff will not be allowed to really interact with the players um, in terms of training during that week um, have you guys heard um, like are there any states that have categorized athletes as essential workers no, I, I have not found any of that information, but I think that is a really interesting um, view. Like I, I, I wanted her to get like when this whole gets all like signed and released, I, I like to see how like how because last year we, we got the information that 20 percent about close to 20 percent of players that played in the in the in the season where, you know, had to take. COVID leave, right? Or they were they they, they yeah, contracted they COVID. They test positive, but tested positive. Some point. Yeah. And so, I, I I wanted to know like what 
is the agreement in that sense, right? Like, like for example, like at my work, you know, where 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 I work, like if if I or anyone, you know, I get two weeks paid leave, right, mm-hmm. to take care of that. But what do the players get, right? Like, they just quarantine and then they come back. I mean, that doesn't seem like a like a fair thing to to do mm-hmm. in that sense. And 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 that, and that, and I don't think it was part of the discussions in in this round i mean and so that would be interesting to find out what is the standing on on that because if 20 percent got it and now we have more um strains that are more contagious than before before we were dealing with one strain now we're dealing with up to four maybe mm-hmm. yeah right uh, and then yeah. more than likely you know the the united states will develop its own strain because these things mutate Mm-hmm. And so then, and we probably already have. We just don't have the technology yeah, just, to find the strains. Right. That's, that's yeah. Thing. That's what they've they've been saying the last couple of weeks that we don't have the technology to do um, or the the capacity to do all of the genetic tracing that other countries are doing. That's why England found that mutant strain right away. Um, and they had access to samples from Brazil with the other mutant strains. So they think that we do have countless numbers of other strains that we've just haven't been able to discover right. yet. And, and that, that's my thing too. Like if 20% of the players uh, contracted COVID or tested positive with one strain and things not really changing like protocol wise with like players doing, you know, cause humans being humans and being dumb humans, uh, <laughs> not thinking about others or themselves for that matter. Um, what is it going to be when we have more variants, you know, like, and there's nothing, you know, in, in, at least I haven't heard anything and it might be really interesting to do the research if someone really wanted to and just kind of figure out what, how that's, gonna break out or what that's going to be at least for me is the other thing that bugs me about this whole thing is like this whole force majeure thing like that's like always in the deals nowadays like mm-hmm. where the owners can be like you know what we don't like what we have so we're gonna reno renegotiate and i don't think the players have anything like that do they it's like we don't like what no. we have right now we can't we can't they force you to negotiate they don't have those those bargaining chips at all yeah it's basically the owner is saying, okay, here's what we'll do right now. But if we decide at any point that we're not happy, <laughs> we're going to drag you back here and right. we're talk about this again. And yeah, the players have no choice. I mean, they could, the, the association could theoretically like put a stop to things at some point, but they would be facing um, repercussions to do so. Because mm-hmm. uh, obviously they're just, the employees they they right. hold no cards right and, and so. it's and it's different when like you have 30 owners or so 30 owners or so yeah. that can come into an agreement basis you have i don't know 800 900 players they all come <laughs> to the same agreement and, and back up and back up the 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 players association so like it's there's a difference of like that aspect of it too and i think that's yeah that's interesting for me too is like it's like who has a much harder time trying to do things? Probably the players' association does, and the owners, right? Because mm-hmm. the owners, you know, they know this is a product they want to sell, and so more than likely they'll agree what they can to be able to make money. Unless you are some sort of racist asshole who gets called out by like everyone who's ever played under your organization, and then your team 
moves to Kansas City. <laughs> One of your teams moves to Kansas City's and doesn't still doesn't have a stadium, which is another thing, uh-huh. and doesn't have a name yet. And somehow, you know, the season starts for the NWSL in what April still, right? Yes. Because they haven't had any, I, and I'm really excited. Like, I'm really excited because that means that the first week uh, of April again. The NWSL is going to have all the audience of soccer again, like last year before MLS. And I mm-hmm. really enjoy that with whatever. I think they're bringing back the cup. And so, yep. so that's, I'm, I'm extremely looking forward to that just to see what that was like all over again. Um, but yeah, no, this whole like conversation of, of negotiation is going to, always going to be an interesting one, but that force majeure just totally just ticks me off. Cause like, it just lets it's just lets the owners do whatever they really want to, yeah. and and then I mean I heard a lot of people saying train this one. Well, the players let them put in the force majeure clause. They knew what they were agreeing to, but these are players who are I mean they're trying to have a career. They you can't just you know stand up and say no to the league and the their business practices and still have a job as a player right. in the league right so i mean they're they're kind of forced i mean sure they signed a, a deal with the force majeure clause but did they really have a choice it was play soccer for this league or walk play. away yeah. like i think that's the thing too with other other soccer leagues not still deciding what they're going to be or whether they're going to return or exist in some sort of way. The, your only source of income, which is, you know, it's limited for athletes, right? The amount of money yep. you can make in a short amount of time. And so like when some athletes and soccer players are making, you know, you know, $350,000 a year, some are making bare minimum, if that, right. Yeah. And, and so that gap really forces the players association to, to have to uh, bend more than it should. And I think the force majeure is one of those things that there has to be a counter to that. You can't just have the owners every time just be like, well, we don't like it, so we're going to change it. Well, what can the players do if they don't like it besides just strike? That's the only way that they can do that. And by striking, they lose money, right? (laughs) So, So like there's no, there's no way. It's it's interesting to me, but regardless, you know, that is our, um, that is where we currently stand, right? Um, and, you know, uh, owners get three years extra, total over seven. And um, it's interesting because the World Cup is coming here. Is it 2027? Right? Is it? Yes. yes. So it really makes it really interesting to see how that going to be or if there's going to be another force majeure right before the World Cup, which would be totally bad press. Mm-hmm. But... A, I would not put it past the owners in the aspect of oh. that. Um, so apparently, in other news, um, still sticking in local, um, the U.S. Open Cup is back. Have you guys heard anything about this? Nope. Apparently, so after is... being forced to cancel last year's U.S. Open Cup tournament, um which broke a 106-year streak. The U.S. Soccer Federation is planning, emphasize I'm planning, to stage smaller, <laughs> compressed. I like compressed. That's a fun word. Compressed tournament in 2021 that it will feature 24 uh, teams, I guess, from May 4th 
through June, the end of June. So five rounds with 16 clubs from the lower divisions of the American soccer facing off in the first. And the first round survivors will move on to the second round of 16, where eight MLS teams will be waiting. Um, the competition winners will earn a spot at the 2022 CONCACAF. I want to say CONCACAF because I really like that <laughs> or Madison name for the calf, CONCACAF. <laughs> for the calf. We're now on in this in this podcast, we will refer to the CONCACAF as the CONCACAF. <laughs> CONCACAF Champions League. Right. So the question is, people have been asking me, is like, do you think Minnesota United will be one of those eight MLS teams? And I'm like, there's a possibility, but I can see it. Yeah. It could happen. Um, I'm also significantly less interested in this one with fewer teams and fewer lower division clubs mm-hmm. uh, being allowed to participate. That's like the, that's the whole point of the open. Exactly. <laughs> yep. You've got your beer league teams playing for the chance to play against MLS teams. And it's, that's the, that's the allure of the Lumpnar Hunt trophy. Like it's right. a celebration of soccer in the United States at every level. Um, and now sure. Hey, we can hold one. So we don't have to give up this. We already had to break the streak um, of over a hundred years of playing this consecutively. So yeah, let's just, you know, pick a handful of teams to play so that we can still have this tournament, but they're really giving up uh, the heritage of of the tournament and i mean it's it's a tough situation to be in obviously COVID is kind of forcing our hand on a lot of things and you can't have everything not everything is going to go back to you know the normal that we knew before but at the same time it's just kind of a it feels more like a cash grab you know these teams have to have to pay their fees to get into the tournament um they'll play for a chance uh they're also going to be playing this tournament in a compressed schedule uh if you think about last season how tight things were and games were just on top of each other that was after we've canceled multiple extra tournaments um so consider how this season will go with the compressed schedule as well as an additional tournament being played it's going to be interesting yeah, I mean, it takes the whole, like you say, it takes the whole spirit out of the tournament, right? Where like you could have like, you know, a really like beer league team, and I'd love to have a beer league team go far, far into this tournament because it just makes things a lot crazy and funner, right? Cheering yeah. for the Sunday league, Sunday league, you know, players that you know, you know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it, it's strange to me but at the same time like do we know do we know nisa is gonna gonna start do we know that usl league one is gonna start i mean yeah are they are they even gonna have like can they field right teams can you feel teams like... i mean currently like right now it's like we don't know you know it's it's may yeah. who knows what happened? i mean like because a lot of these teams yeah for like... some of them that might be like the only time they play like they yeah. can pull together a team just to do that that's, that's, um, that, that's if the league nuts. even allows that but yeah i mean and then this puts a whole lot of new ground here. yeah and this puts um minneapolis city because they held a spot yeah and now because of the what's the word deduction of of teams taking part of this tournament now the chances 
you know, of them getting a spot that is supposedly held, yeah. right, in quotation air marks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> will they be know, honoring that? Will they be honoring situation? that? And if and if the owners from the you know if we can take anything from soccer owners, more than likely that's not going to happen. <laughs> no one's going to. More than likely, the teams that are going to get picked is the teams that get the most crowds and have some sort of yep. financial backing. That's exactly. what it's going to be like, except when it comes yep. to the MLS teams. The only time you might be able to see a new, heck, a FC Cincinnati, you know, probably will make it, right? You know, I don't know who yeah, else. Yeah, they'll, uh, they'll put the most visible ones out there. Mm-hmm. Just just like Atlanta holding their spot last right. <laughs> for, uh for the other tournament. Right. Um, because everyone knows of Atlanta. Forgive Forget about the part that they were like last in the conference. Um, right. I mean, they, they get Joseph back, so that's that's good. That's, She's yeah. making progress, but you lose everybody else. So that's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's going to be. <laughs> they finally have a striker, but there's no one to pass to him anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so there's also some really good, interesting things happening um, in the aspect of like. Um, like as we talked about it, like um, we talked about the MLS season being pushed back to April seventeenth. There was also like a lot of the stuff, like the 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 uh, the contract talks for the MLS. There's some really good articles if you have a subscription to the Athletic. You know, I suggest you know I log into that thing at least once once a day to be able to catch mm-hmm. up on other news. And there's some really good interesting stuff. So Paul Tenorio, the whole soccer crew has a really interesting viewpoints on some of the stuff. So if you get a chance to check it out, if not, you know, um, you know, just listen to whatever else is on Twitter telling you what, what these are. But there was also news in Minnesota United related that Ozzy Alonso is expected to return to Minnesota United for the 2021 season. Hmm. Yeah, that was one of the biggest question marks going into the into the off season this year. Um, obviously, with, with his all of his injuries, uh, his age, there were a lot of questions on whether he could even play. Uh, the club really wanted him to stick around in any capacity, and basically gave him his choice: if you want to come play, let us know; if you would like to like be a player coach, uh, take any position within the club. Uh, they just want him here. So he's they, every week they said, we expect the decision this weekend. And uh, a month later, here we are. Um, so it's good that, you know, his family has decided they want to, they want to stay here. He wants to stick with Minnesota United. I definitely wouldn't have blamed him if he had wanted to go back to Seattle uh, where he spent most of his career or pretty much anywhere else would have been happy to have him in some capacity as well. So uh, he'll be coming back as a club ambassador. Um, he is expected to also play. We can assume that that's not going to be as a starter, um, but super sub off the bench, uh, a mentor to all these younger players that we have coming in, uh, especially into the midfield and the, the defense so um his presence is huge so no I, it is a good it's a good sign it, it i like it's a good sign 
yeah. Do we, do we read? Um, do we read what um, Eric said? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing I was gonna, gonna gonna say. Yeah, he's like, it's it is a new role as a club ambassador. So what is a club ambassador? Because we have not seen what a club ambassador is at all uh, with this team. So uh, Eric wrote down Latino community ambassador. You know, uh, and he's stated white passing anti-commie Cuban to race and class conscious brown indigenous Mexican central and community. Sure. So here's a, a very interesting <laughs> conversation as into because because Ozzy Alonso is is not not shy about his heritage and where he comes no. from. And no, and we'll, if you know a story about him defecting, um, um, that's a uh, that's that you can you can you can Google search it and read it. It's all out there. Um, my main question is like this team has never really I've never seen any real community outreach. Right. And mm -hmm. I don't know if it's going to start now, specifically in a pandemic aspect of it. How do you do that? Uh, I mean, I have ideas. So if they want to hire someone who has ideas, please, <laughs> please write me, write me a check with like, write me a check with at least eight zeros on it. And then I'll think yeah. about it. Um, <laughs> but, um, um, but yeah, I mean, like, what is that going to be? What is that going to look like? Is it just going to be photo ops? Or is it just going to be commercials? Maybe, yeah. maybe, you know what he should do? He should take over the Los Loons, Los Loons <laughs> Twitter page, because that page get, has no traffic whatsoever. Nope. And we talked about it on the last podcast with Eric. Like all out of, out of nowhere, like Los Loons, the Minnesota United Spanish version of the, the, the their Twitter sphere, like sent out a Happy Mexican Constitution Day tweet, and I was like, wait, what? I was like. <laughs> It's like that's the only thing you put out. I was like, I don't, I, I don't even know when that is, and was not aware. I didn't know that was something we celebrated, to be aware of. And I mean, I know in Peru we don't even celebrate. I don't even know when the Constitution was made in that sense. It's like we don't celebrate that day. We said Independence Day, but it's like, I was like, there's like no, no thing. No, there's nothing in the aspect of social media. So if they give Ozzy the Twitter account for that and let him tweet, then I think that, that might awesome. be, that, that might be I'm a little bit better. Here's why I'm a little puzzled because he's he's a great personality uh, with his team. Um, we hardly ever hear him talk in public. Uh, he's team captain, but that's all like behind closed doors. He's captain on the pitch. He's captain in the locker room. When the media walks into that locker room, he'll stand there and answer a few questions, but then he's gone. Once he talks to his teammates, he's out. He's um, very quiet. Yes. Yes. And does he, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's, he does speak English. He'll often use a translator for questions just because he's more comfortable in Spanish, uh -huh. which is like, that's, I have no issue with that whatsoever. Um, but he doesn't, he's not the guy that you see, you know, walking around and talking to fans. Um, a, a gabber. No, and, and even uh, after the semifinal, um, he took a lot of flack from fans for not being the one to uh, address the media after the game. Ethan mm -hmm. Finley took that role mm -hmm. um, and acted as spokesperson, which has kind of been his thing. Like, Finley is, like, the face of the club in front of the right. media. Yeah, that, um, it's, never, it's never Ozzy, yeah. Mm -hmm. But just because of like the context of that match in Seattle 
Ozzy's home club, the team that took him when he def- first defected from Cuba and was looking for a club, he's he's spent most of his life in America, has been with that club. So that was, everyone was expecting to hear from him. And whether it was like one comment or taking questions from the media. And yeah. he, we never saw him. There was no mention of him. There was nothing. So he's... He's always visible on the pitch. He's super visible to the, like every player in the league. But um, as fans, when it comes to, and as media, when it comes to asking questions um, or getting thoughts from a player, Ozzy is not the guy you go to and not the guy you expect. Um, you might ask, but you're probably not going to get anything. So, I mean, if, go ahead. I was just going to say... Um... I recently watched a documentary about um, a baseball player named Fernando Valenzuela. Do you know him? That sounds familiar. Yeah. He played for the Dodgers in like the eighties and nineties and kind of like, just like took the, took the country by storm. He's Mexican. Fernando Mania. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, anyway, it was just an interesting, uh, I just wanted to point out that there's a part in the documentary where they talk about the Dodgers owner, um, sort of like realizing, and this is of course, California, not Minnesota, was very large Latino population, but just like sort of realizing that there's all these Latino people (laughs) that might be paying for tickets. And, you know, and- um, we exist? It's not like this noble thing necessarily. It wasn't a noble thing necessarily to do this outreach toward the Latino community. It was absolutely about his bottom line. And hiring Fernando was part of that uh, strategy. It's like if you, you get a Mexican hero at the games, of course, they're, they're going to want to buy tickets to come see him play. Um, yeah. And so... Uh, you know, I think that uh, the thing about that pl- particular player is that he was super charismatic, too. Um, and, like, you know, was, like, always getting interviewed and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I mean, Ozzy does get interviewed by the media. I mean, they're, they want to talk to him yeah. and stuff. So in some ways, it's like that it makes sense because he is a player that people follow and are exci- get excited about um so i don't know i mean i can i can see why uh he fits the bill in some ways yeah no i i I see it i see i see your point sheila and also see bridges point but my thing is is like if we're going to get ozzy as a spokesperson let's make sure that it's unfiltered ozzy because that's the only kind (laughs) of i just want an unfiltered ozzy just saying whatever he wants to say just so so we can all be I like, mean, wow, whether it's yeah, good or know, bad, right? <laughs> we know he can be like wicked funny and smart. We just don't mm-hmm. hear it often. We hear right. it from other people. <laughs> like, We know he's got it. It's just not like super visible. And I wish it was more visible. Right. And maybe, I mean, he, I... maybe he'll make it that way. Like he, he had a lot of stuff going on. Like he's dealing with injuries all the time. Like the last thing you really want to do after you have to exit a game um, because of like, muscle fatigue or something is to stand around and talk about how you had to come out of the game early. Maybe if he's not, you know, trying to, trying to 
convince his body to play this game and he's there to be you know the the spokesperson um maybe he just needs to be able to flip that switch and this is that opportunity to do that yeah there there are pros and cons to this whole thing right and so i'm hoping that you know this starts a much better campaign of outreach to the community specifically where the stadium resides right like and i think if this is a push towards that then if they're creating the position it means that they are thinking about it yeah so hopefully that will be we'll, we'll see more changes coming down the road and hopefully if we somehow you know, are allowed back in the city where things change in the aspect of things. I hope they have more Cuban food in in the uh, options and like Cuban trucks. I, like there's a new Cuban spot or like pop-up shop that's opened up in St. Paul. So I'm I'm trying to figure that out. I mean, like if there's that, you know, I'm, I'm all good, you know, just to figure that out. Um, moving on, let's just quickly talk about um, one of my one of my wishes is um, apparently talking to FC Cincinnati, um, Frankie Amaya, which is one of the upcoming players in this league and Generation Adidas has asked for a release to be traded uh, from FC Cincinnati. And me, like literally like when the season ended after we lost to Seattle, I was like looking at who would I, who would I want to like, I don't want to say poach, but, uh, offer money to come play for us. And one of the players that I was was, was Frankie Amaya just because I like the way he plays. And I think in a system where you he doesn't have to do all the things that he was currently doing with Cincinnati, uh, he he would flourish a lot more and develop a lot more. Uh, but now he's requested for a trade. And now it's really interesting because Cincinnati has, I believe, and you guys can correct me, they said that they're not going to trade him. So Yeah, they said that they're not interested in in a deal um so so good luck frankie <laughs> um yeah maybe i mean who knows maybe they'll loan him out somewhere i mean yeah it could yeah. have just been a semantics thing like nope we're not interested in that and at the same time they're they're looking for another option right but if yeah i mean if it was up to me like i, I would make that happen i mean i imagine a frankie and my uh, uh you know Put playing in a position that he's never played before, which is on the left, that'd be perfect. That'd be perfect for this club, just to be able to have someone who's never played on the left really that much to play on the left since we um, don't seem to have anyone to fill that shoe at the moment. So so that would be that would be great. Um, what, what we're going to do right now is uh, just quickly, since we're talking about Cincinnati, talk about a little bit about this, uh, this De Silva story. Um, and with that, um, I'll have Eric talk a little bit about it, and then we'll go ahead and take a break. What's up, Minnesota Football Show crew? Sorry I can't be there this week, um, but I just wanted to get something in related to Brenner and his big uh, record transfer at Cincinnati. Just something that I'm, I'm kind of amazed hasn't been covered by any of the uh, of, of the articles of the press here in this country that I, I think is pretty important. And you know, I may not tell the whole, whole story of why this is happening, but it's a factor. Um, so this is from Globus Sporti. I'm looking um, to the 24th, January 24th. And Sao Paulo was kind of in a bad way between December and January. They were falling in the table. I think they got down to like 9 or 10, which really isn't that bad. But, you know, if 
fanáticos, when you're, when you're a crazy torcedor, crazy fans, uh, high expectations. So anyway, as they were on the, uh, en route to Murumbi Stadium, there's a typical interstate path they take. Uh, they had heard of a potential threat from supporters, so they changed it, and somehow that, uh, that change was intercepted. So even on this new route with police escort, um, their bus was attacked by their, by their supporters. There, was, there were bombs, uh, like improvised explosives, thrown at the bus, rocks, a bunch of other stuff too. Uh, windows, windows were shattered, some parts of the bus were damaged. Um, they made it. But uh, as you can imagine, everybody was shaken up. This led to a huge fight with the, uh, the president, the technical directors for their safety. And, uh, and one of the people in that bus was Juan Brenner da Silva. Um, not happy. I think he was actually close to hit with a rock. And uh, yeah, so it just kind of begs the question it, it, with personal safety and maybe him just wanting to get the, get the fuck out and, and be safe. Uh, you know, whether that's a, a driving factor. I mean, logically to me, it would be. I, I don't know where it is in the scheme of things, but... I just, uh, I think it's worth mentioning that, you know, he was in a bus that was attacked by their own supporters. He's a 21-year-old kid with a big future ahead of him. And when they, when he put himself out there and that offer came, he's probably just like, yes, yes, please, let's go, let's go now. Um, so again, maybe, um, Rodrigo, you, you, can, you can put that link in the, uh, in the notes there and the, for, the, for the podcast and everybody else from Global so they can, they can try and read it. It's in Portuguese, but there's some really harrowing video though too, like just from cars that are behind the bus as it's being bombed. It's it's pretty scary. So, like I said, kind of kind of a big deal that uh, nobody is talking about. So there you go, breaking news from Minnesota Football Show. Since uh, we cover América do Sul and the Brasileirão, boom, Ginaba. Hi, this is Lisa Watch, and no, you must be dreaming because I am definitely not blessing your ears in this podcast. Anyways, back to the Minnesota football show. Welcome back to the Minnesota football show. I hope you guys had a chance to hear what Eric had to say, a little tidbit. It was really interesting, so I don't know if any other media is really talking about it, but... Um, I, I thought it was interesting, you know, some of the crazy things that happen in 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 Brazil as the aspect of soccer and, and fandom. So that's that's really interesting. But uh, regardless, uh, international news, Brazil, and I'm assuming um, is that the the U.S. Women National Team play Brazil coming up, I think. Right. Yes. I don't have uh, the exact dates on that, so. <laughs> but I know it's happening. <laughs> It's coming, I swear. Because like, like people keep on texting me about it. It's like is is because people have been missing uh, thirty one questions pods. My kids like breakdown of international games, so we might bring some of that stuff back depending on it. Sunday, anyway, February twenty first. There you go. Thank you so much. So so literally almost next week, right? In a week or so. Yeah. yeah. So international news. Um, Bahia 3, and we'll turn to Brazil. So Bahia 3, Goiás 3, 
Um, apparently, Goyas is competing, but still in in relegation talk. Um, this game seemed a little bit crazy. Um, and it just seems to be at the 19th minute, there was a PK um, that took forever to get get VAR to look at it. I'm going to have to look at, see if that is put in the Comable page or not, because it's one of my good things. And the 26th, there was a goal by Gil- Gilberto, equalized it. 48, there was another goal by uh, Novais. And apparently on the 35 minute, amazing quick counter, keep, keeps getting diving foot and Bahia. At ten minutes is two one at halftime. So it was like looks like it's a really it was a really interesting game. I of course cannot watch any of this stuff, and I'm assuming Eric is the one that was able to go through Facebook Pirate, and every five minutes have to switch it to another Facebook link to be able to watch it. So we appreciate uh, we should appreciate the notes from Eric specifically, but let's move on to uh, EP EPL news. Uh, apparently, you know um, Newcastle beat Southampton. And I, once again, am going to talk about the fact that I can't watch anything because I can't get into my Peacock account. <laughs> oh, just, did you forget your password? No, I just can't. Like, like, like we have it just like Bridget. We have it through like Comcast. So like, I, uh, I, yep. I, I can't watch it. I'm on my, sorry. On we, cannot, we cannot connect your information so like, at I, this time. Yeah. So like, I, I, I literally live on Twitter when it comes to this thing. I was like, oh, wow. And then I'm your own scored uh, twice. twice. And so you know we're, we're we're not that far from um from getting out of the relegation talk, so that's good. So you know we're not close, but we're we're close to. But regardless, you know, um, it was it, it's good to hear, you know, Newcastle doing some things, and not me having to have to watch him on some pirate stream next year. So that's I'm thankful for that aspect of it. Um. See February seventh. Uh, so this is Liverpool, right? In, in Man City. Yep. All right, Bridget. This is your <laughs> realm of of the EPL world. Please, please indulge uh, us. Well, there's not a whole much, not a whole lot to say. Um, I also wasn't watching this. Uh, I do steal someone's Peacock password occasionally, um, but this one was not worth watching. Uh, so four one was the final to Man City. Uh, I hadn't seen this tweet from Men in Blazers until I opened these notes. Uh, City being managed by a large scarf that is wearing a small man because Pep is out there in his giant puffy coat and a giant scarf. I don't know why he needs that much, but anyway. Uh, Liverpool's lone goal was a PK by Salah. Um, Allison had a couple couple howlers in goal um he did that again this morning as well um so yeah the defense is falling apart uh i actually can't even say falling apart it's just kind of like it hasn't been there there to begin with i was gonna say was it even was it ever there (laughs) i mean ever since virgil went out um there hasn't really been anything there so um yeah lots of shipped goals uh, i think we are we're in like the top five of goals four in okay. the top 10 of the table but then we have like 90 or 39 goals against and only manchester united has 
like 41 goals against in the top of the table. So um, not great at either end. Obviously, uh, you have to be able to score a few more goals than uh, your keeper lets in. So, yeah, that's uh, that's where we're at. Where, where are they on the table? Are they at the top five at least or top, top ten? Uh, yeah, we were – well, we were in fourth place before this morning, um, and I haven't looked again this morning. All right. All right. So let's move on to the famous Liga MX. Um, let's see. Atlas – tied with Santos and Santos currently this is this is the Santos that bought or has uh Ibergüen right uh and America lost to Puebla won nothing Monterrey won against Pumas and then um Atlas apparently uh last minute uh beat um oh I'm sorry no Monterrey beat one two so and then, this is interesting because uh we'll talk about Club World Cup uh, and in the Club World Cup, you know, Aldo Aldo SC defeated Hyundai three to one, and then in the semi-final, Tigres beat Palmeiras <laughs> one nothing on a penalty. And on a penalty, right? <laughs> but did you did you all see this other? There's a, there's a there's a gif out there of someone taking a penalty kick that was like. You know how like Joseph uh, takes a stutter step and the lean yeah. and whatever, like this person a totally skip did. deal. This this was like a total like skip deal, like a swan dive type of thing, and it was and it, and it got blocked. And I was like, wow, that's crazy, right? I'm always uh, a fan of dance happenings. Dance interpretation <laughs> and soccer fields. Yes, yes. No, no. I was like, I was I was looking at it. So the notes from this is was zero zero at halftime. Uh, uh, Palmeiras was winning in the midfield. A uh, couple of close opportunities. There was a goal that was called back offside. Palmeiras, of course. You know, same thing happens. 54 PK goal by uh, what's uh, uh, how do you pronounce this person's name? Gignac? Yeah. Mm. Maybe? Yeah. yeah. Gignac. And Tigres went up 1 nothing. Um, and then there's the, the, the PK that we talked about that broke Twitter in some sort of sense, right? Um, it, it it was uh because it was a light hand grab right <laughs> it it looks like a two finger pincer pincer grab to the jersey that was ended up being called and so um and this is the first ever Concacaf in club in in a in a club world cup final so there you go right um that should be interesting right because in the other half Very. right uh you have the the Fortaleza, the fortress of Bayern Munich, defeating their uh, their rival uh, Al Ali um, two nothing. So that means that Bayern versus Tigres, and I might have to get a football account. That's all I have to say. I might have to do a <laughs> trial account. Crazy. Yeah, I might have to do like the seven day trial and get a football account just to be able to watch this game. Because as much as I love the pirating streams. And and the ads that come with it every five seconds, I I kind of want to sit down and watch this game from beginning to end without having to switch something. So, mm-hmm. so maybe I'll reach out to the soccer cooligans and see if they can let me borrow their Fubu account or, uh, or or whatnot. Maybe maybe Alexis can do that. You know, you know, we seem to we seem to be on the same wave of things. You know, um, 
other news uh see the third let's see uh there is uh wait that's right that was back in that was on the eighth that was the so the final already actually happened uh how did i how did i miss that yeah so Bayern munich and and tigris actually played the final right and it ended up being a one nothing win by Bayern Munich, which uh, I didn't even think about. It would be that score. I thought it would be more than that. but um, And it seems that um, it was just a lot of, a lot of uh, interpretation, a lot of just filling out the midfield, it seems like, from the notes here that I'm reading. And apparently there was an 83rd minute, there was a miscommunication uh, between the defense of Tigres who kept passing back and almost had an own goal. Uh, so, uh, so it, it just seemed to be, you know, we've talked about how like there's this fatigue factor for a lot of these clubs that keep on playing games so often and so quickly. Yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure this had to do with one of those things. Anyways, uh, Bayern Munich is your is your World Cup club winner. Um, there is this news coming out from Argentina. Uh, I mean Argentina, Uruguay, and uh, the aspect that. Uh, one of their one of their players, uh, El, El Moro Garcia, um, see, passed passed away, uh, and the reports are that he committed suicide. But the important thing is that uh, the message that he was portraying previously to all this is that um, he was an advocate um, advocate for players' health, but only not only body but mind. He was well known for the statement that he said that players are not robots, that we are not robots, that we have feelings, that we have issues. And so I will put a, a link in our description to this episode on there for uh, some of the things that we've talked about it. And there'll be one of those because it's a really good article about what he was uh, doing. And of course, uh, condolences to all the fans and to the families. Um, you know, it's never it's, it's something that happens in the sport more than you want it to see and uh, we only really talk about mental health and sports when you know tragedies like that happen so i'm hoping yeah. that we 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 reach a point where we actually you know make that more a visible thing than than anything else um let's see uh trying to look at all these notes not trying to figure out um let's see was there anything else that I'm thinking of here, just besides the, uh, yeah, I don't have really much anything else that I really want to talk about in the aspect of museum. <laughs> so, so, and I don't want to end on that note. So let's um, let's let uh, so on on this note. So yesterday, uh, um, we introduced uh, our beloved Isa, aka known as Isa Watch. She had never seen The Breakfast Club. And so we were able to watch with the Breakfast Club, but not only that, one of my favorite all-time movies, The Princess Bride. And so apparently yes. now, Issa Watch really enjoyed The Breakfast Club, and it's become one of her now, as she says, go-to movies. Uh, <laughs> but now, the most important thing in my household is now my um, my references to Princess Bride uh, scenes will be more appreciated than ever before. But though. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure Nubia will will not be a fan of all, of the of the increased well, amount be of references. Two of you. <laughs> yep, but there'll be two of us now that that will understand what's going on and and appreciate that. Um, you guys have anything else to add? Nope. 
All right. I just wanted yeah. to hope everyone has a, has a great weekend. Stay warm. Um, don't break any more ice skates pairs, uh, please, Sheila. You're on three now. Four. Four you might just be. start buying them in bulk. Yeah. <laughs> I'll check around. I play it against sport over here and see what, what, what they may have laying around. And then and just to we can have a, a do that. Hope everyone stays safe. Uh, thank you for listening. As always, uh, if you have any questions, Minnesota Football Show on Twitter, social, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Also hit up our Patreon page. Um, so www.patreon.com backslash Minnesota Football Show. Uh, there will be, there's a couple of interesting things that we've released recently. Uh, but also, you know, rate um, in, give us a rate. Like, do you really like what we're doing? And anywhere where this podcast comes out, whether it be iTunes or SoundCloud, or just give it a like, give us a rate. We truly appreciate that. And with all that, um, I'll talk to you guys next week. All right. Take care. <laughs>